Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Kill Me Now. Uh, I'm your host, Judy Gold. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Today's going to be a great day. You know, we have, I have a lot of comedians on. Our guest today is not only a comedian, she's an actor. Mm -hmm. She is a performance artist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? She is in a a, a sketch comedy artist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's right. That's right. Uh, Right hair. That's right. Yeah. A lot. She's really, I mean, I can't even believe she's on the fucking podcast. Who knew? I got I got TV stars on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. The one, the only, Mary Lynn Reiskab. Woo! <laughs> Not Jewish, but I rang the bell anyway because oh God, I want to be Jewish. Yeah, because you know you're Czech and Polish, and That's I'm right. Czech and Polish and Hungarian. Oh shit! 
So what is your food situation? Like, do you, cause we, all my food from my family is all Eastern European, but it was kosher. So we didn't like, like we'd have chicken paprikash, but it had no cream in it. Like everything oh, was- I don't even know what that is. Okay, that's Hungarian. Okay, so I'm like- from, what? I'm from, uh, I don't know why I'm trying to make an excuse for why I was not introduced to any food. I think my Polish grandma, she had frozen guamkis. That's she, what she called them. They were right. just the dumpling with yeah. sauerkraut. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so I can't. Really good. And they were, yeah. and I remember having that and like a little glass of milk in a plastic cup with an elephant on it and some store-bought cookies. And that's about the extent of so my on the dumpling culinary. Yes. Yeah. Was there like a sauce? Nothing. Okay. No. Just pan fried brown. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't have, I don't okay. even so know. This is, and I still make all this food because I, I want all of it. Right. And I'm upset right now. I okay. feel jealous. It's going to, uh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Like and no, what about stuffed out? cabbage? Stuffed cabbage? Yes. Yes. We did have stuffed cabbage. And my grandma did not make that. My cousins made that, I think, in an homage to, and, and, um, okay. What did you put in? Thank you for saying that because that was going to be my question because I think there's like so many different versions, right? This one is a is a cooked cabbage with uh, hamburger and not maybe not hamburger, something more exciting, rice and tomato sauce. Oh, you did tomato. So we did the and I made it all through the fucking pandemic. So we did cabbage. It's it's beef and rice, right? And then. We, my mother had many recipes. So we, there was the red tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. Eh, boring. There was. I knew you were going to one up on this. Yeah. Red, sweet and sour red cabbage. Oh Ooh. my God. Fucking fuck shit fuck over egg noodles. Okay. What does that mean though? Just a different sauce or, or is it fermented? It's red cabbage. It's red cabbage. Oh, okay. A little bit of tomato paste. Oh my God. So good. Okay. And then, and it's, it's. Sweet and sour. And then uh, the other one she did was sauerkraut, which was really good. I love sauerkraut. I do too. I never have it. We, I would have it once a year at Thanksgiving. And, and, and so I did have the three things. I had pierogies, we had, not from my grandma, but then the cousins would make the uh, pigs in a blanket. It was just yes, stuffed yes. cabbage, the same yes. thing. And then uh, they would get kielbasa in sauerkraut. Yeah, see that we didn't do because it wasn't kosher. That's right. Bring that bell. Fucker, your mother. Anyway, okay. So um, let's go back uh, to your your lovely, you you grew up in Trenton, Michigan. Look at you with your research. I do. Research, even though I don't dry my hair. Okay. So, but you were born in Detroit, grew up in Trenton. And I love the name Trenton because I grew up in New Jersey and that is the capital of New Jersey. Okay. Which really eclipses Trenton, Michigan in all ways, shapes, and forms. Yeah. I mean, it's so awful. My father actually worked in Trenton because he wrote the tax laws for the state of New Jersey. He was- Yeah, uh, he did. He was a tax attorney. And so he would write those books, you know, and he would correct the, corrected the CPA exams as well and the bar exam. So, but- he was pretty smart. But anyway. Does that he, mean you have money growing up with that no. kind of? Okay. He worked for the state. He worked for the state. Right. 
And then he was such a good guy. Like he would do other people's taxes, you know, for one of his friends when he died, he died actually on August 1st, it'll be 30 years. Woo. And shit. I know he were at his uh, funeral and there's these, this other couple. (laughs) The funeral gets a ding. I know. Well, it was a Jewy funeral. And, and this, this friends from, you know, in, from New Jersey, they talk, like, I didn't know this, but he, his best, one of his good friends was also a CPA and it was tax season. And he had a massive heart attack, this guy. And he was like incapacitated. And apparently my father at night did all of his clients, saved his business and did all of his clients oh. and wouldn't take any money. Like, wouldn't take any money. And I found out at the funeral that he, the reason we have this big color TV in our living room was because he bought us a huge color TV. Because first of all, we couldn't, we had a black and white TV. Uh Uh-huh. Because um, my mother, they thought that that color TVs gave off radiation. So that was a... You're so young. You don't remember this when color TVs came out. I do. I remember. I mean, we had a color TV, but I remember there was still a lot of black and white TV yeah. on there. I'm trying to remember if my parents still had a black and white. I I don't. Usually like the so. second TV was a black and white and the f- major TV was a color. But this then I used to do a joke about how my mother uh, wouldn't get us a color TV because it gave off radiation. Uh-huh. Thank God they invented the remote control because we could never get up from the couch to change the channel with those lead aprons on. Good night, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> bing bong, bing bong. Um, Okay, so I remember mom- the eight. Tra- my mom had an eight track with the Jesus Christ Superstar. And the oh, Christ I love Jesus Christ. Oh my yes, God, that's so funny. I would play Jesus Christ Superstar on the piano. And my mother's like, Judith, what are you doing? You know, like it was just like, like Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I was in the Jewish household. So your father was a pipe fitter. Yes. Your mother, a pharmacy assistant. That's right. Siblings. I couldn't find anything about siblings. What's going on with that? Two older sisters, seven and eight years older than me. No, so you were a mistake. Well, I got the guts to ask. My mom swears that I was not a mistake. Don't you think you were? Can I get a Jewish ding for that? Right. <laughs> no, that, sorry, that was not, that was uncalled for. Wait, no, it's uh, fine. I have, I had to be, right? Yeah. <laughs> Unless they were having like prop, but that's so sweet. She would, she said, no, you weren't. Yeah. Oh, I'm the youngest of three too. My girlfriend, Elisa is a therapist. She's very into birth order and she's the oldest of three girls and so fucking bossy. Like, who do you get along with better, the middle or the oldest? The oldest. Yeah. She gets. Is that correct? I I don't know. I don't know if my I don't feel like my oldest sister is bossy. She's very uh, she does have to take care of stuff. Right. She's closest with my mom right now in proximity and closest to my mom. Uh, And my mom has some health stuff. And it is my sister, Kathy, who's doing all of that. And what about the middle sister, mental? She's in Arizona. She's good. She's, I mean, she's, black sheep is too strong of a word, but she's the one that kind of pieced out before anybody. And I think that was held against her for many years, the fact that she left Trenton, Michigan. 
My brother lives in Arizona. Are they? Oh, not just FYI. Oh. Uh, Mary Lynn is showing off. She's having her tea with her late night with Seth Myers. Oh my oh. gosh, I've done stuff. Look at me. Oh, but I haven't been on Everything's that Everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, that's so great. You're so, you're so popular. All right, so- I was on this show one time and I talked about beat going to art school and performance art and it was yes, the most I can't wait natural, like the, way, the fact that he was actively listening to that on a late night talk show, I was like, and another thing about performance art, it was now, like the most fun non-late he night. like a great- yeah, Hi. I've done I Colbert, and I did I've not Leno. done Colbert. I've done Leno a few times, but he doesn't have a show anymore. Um, and I had to follow John McCain on Leno. I had to follow John McCain on Leno. He had ju- he was he had just made some like controversial statement, and this was like his sort of apology late night. You know, it was all political, and then it's like, here's your tall lesbian Jew. So you had to come up and clean up. How did you start? How did it you? Was, how'd you open? They were not into me. I don't even remember. I don't, I just know that it was not an easy set. It was not. Was an, it like he was on and people were done or they were. But you know how, like when you do stand up, the person who goes on before you, or like, this is the other thing. They like took MCs, up all the space. Right. And MCs are so important, even though they get paid shit and people treat them like shit, but they really do set the tone and have to clean up and, 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 uh, set the stage. But it was like, you know, it wasn't a fun segment he's having with Jay Leno. It's a serious, right. and then it's like, and, Oh, to bring it back up. Right. And it's also, I'm not a white guy. Like, who's going to do, like, white guy material? You know what I mean? I'm not like him. I'm not like, I'm not someone who's going to make John McCain fans laugh. Anyway. Oh, that's interesting. So at least if you had been a white guy comedian, that would have been still a step to go to comedy. Right, it would have been like, oh, okay, yeah. It's like, wait, we have to now shift to comedy, but then we have to shift because she's a woman? Yeah. And she's Too many shifts. Right. Too many shifts. Can't do it. Can't do it. Um, okay. So. By the way, isn't that Jay Leno's job to uh, change yeah, the energy? I always felt like, you know, I never got on Letterman. I never did Letterman. Um, he didn't, he had very few women on, but and the women he had on were very cerebral and non-threatening. Uh-huh. Um, and... But that I always felt would be my show because I'm a New Yorker. Like New York, when you're a New Yorker and you're at, like Jay Leno was is like Fallon. It's like this yep. clean, milk toasty, not edgy, like you know karaoke. <laughs> you know, just I don't know. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation 
forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked to my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code JUDYGOLD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code JUDYGOLD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. Now, I don't know. Were you popular growing? Were you a popular kid? Um, I was fine. I, I was like an odd. I just kind of got by without being one thing or the other. And I just kind of like bided my time. I was sort of nerdy, sort of. I just was like real camouflage Yeah. I, I, more, my standoffishness came off more as I got older. I was not able to like chill out and hang. Right. But I got through it in high school by being like a theater and just like kind of an right. odd. I think we would have been friends. I shapeshifted to yeah. just get by. What was Trenton like? What, what was the, what were the demographics? Was it blue collar, white real collar? Real white, real blue collar, but like classy blue collar. Right. You like know? a lot of Polish immigrants or no? That's a good question. Thank you. A lot of Catholic. I, ne- I never met a Jewish person that, until, uh, well, no, that's not true. My mom's boss was Jewish. Who, oh, shocking. Who owned the drugstore, the shocking. pharmacy. He yeah. was a pharmacist. Yes. And he was the only Jewish person. And that was just an anomaly. He was another thing. It wasn't like a Jewish person. It's like, that's my mom's boss. That right. Like it just was separate. I never, I never associated, like I knew it was a thing. Did they and, ever and talk about like, Jew- like, did they ever say, uh, really? Thank God. Cause you know, the Polish hated us. They killed more Jews than the Germans. Um, but yeah, that's, I'm like, that all go, goes yeah, yeah, yeah. past me. And I'm I, attached my, to, like, I don't have any real family stories. It's kind of similar to the, the food. She would just take it out of the freezer and she knew a couple Polish phrases, but there was, there but was you were like American. Story. You were American. Yeah, I would say the Catholicism was a big um Did you go to church factor. all the time? Yeah, but I never understood it. I never got it. I... Did you go to confession? No. I started to talk about this in my stand-up a little bit, which was we went to church and then my grandma died and we didn't have to go to church anymore. So I'm just wondering if like, is it, am I still Catholic? Like, Right, 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 right. I did the one where you're like, 
the little one in the virginal white and you drink the blood, but I never right. did the confessional. And right. my, my biggest education was Jesus Christ Superstar. Like I never understood what anyone was talking about right. until I watched that when I was in high school. I was like, now I understand right. the story of Jesus. Thank right. you. Right. What's, your, what's his name? Ted Neely. Yeah. Yeah. My temple should be a house of prayer. I'm like, I get it now. You and I both played clarinet in the band. I didn't play clarinet, though. It says it in the fucking fuck. They lie. It's too... I played flute. Now you hate. Now we hate each other again. <laughs> fucking hate you. <laughs> the flautist. Flautist. Now whatever. we're back to the Jewish here's, patron. Here's the thing. Flautist. The flautist. They... That was terrible, and I was terrible. Okay, but here's the thing. You're a real musician. Well, the clarinetists were... The biggest nerds. I mean, first of all, it's so unattractive. Like, you're like, you have this thing in your fucking mouth. You have buck tea. It's like fucking the worst. But the flautist, flutist, whatever. Did you have braces? No. I never had braces. Did you? No. The flutists were all like femi, femme, girly girl. Like, that was the girly girl instrument. Yes. Yeah, like the glamorous band. Right. Like I did a, not fit into that. I definitely... Were you good? I, I aspired to be the girly girl. I had a few moments where I tried to be that. And I look back on my 20s, I'm like, you were hot. Like, what's your problem? If you really, right. like, have such self-loathing and, like, no... I right, but so you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be who you are if you didn't have No, that. no, I, no, I right. know. I so, tried for a hot moment to do, like... Not modeling, but like some kind of girls, I don't know, like a competition for looks or something. You did? Yeah, for like a moment. It was the most. How old were you? Probably like, I think I was searching. I was probably like 12 or 13. And I was like desperate for something to like fit into. It was the most like horrific thing I've ever. Oh, it was like a beauty pageant? I think so. This is like a repressed memory. Wow. I remember it was like a low grade. Yes, it was a beauty pageant. It was, it was like, bring a pair of white shorts. You know, it was that, that type of thing. Right. They give you a t-shirt and you, it was, I, I, I don't know. It was like, torture. Oh but I thought that it would be like a validating. I think I was always looking to be validated. Right. Um, but I was not... Like I was in the theater in high school and I was mad, but I did have ambition, you know, like I, I thought, well, why didn't you, why didn't I get the part of Sandy? Like what, right, right, what that is, right. like who, and then I would get the part of Frenchie and I got lectured right. by the teacher, like you're one of the top five parts and I couldn't really sing. So I was right. like, who do I think I am? You know, it's so interesting because I want it, like you are in many ways. And even as you go on with your career, that this will come, come out, but you're like, if you're going to go in a nerd way, in an artsy way, you're you're in the cool. You're in the cool section. You know what I mean? Like, I was marching band, fucking choir, like, just the fucking worst. And I really wanted to be in the theater, but they kept saying I was too tall. It was fucking sucked. They told Ew, me I was too tall. Gross. For, I know. In seventh grade, I tried out for the basketball team. He, Wayne Carrick said I was too tall and it wouldn't be fair to the other players. What? Yes. 
And by the way, you're supposed to be doing, you're allowed to that. You're like, yes, that's my free pass. That's why I get to be on the team. That's why we win. And my son is now playing basketball for Tulane. He's a division one. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. And I, nothing. Okay. From Wayne fucking Carrick. Anyway. Crazy. Isn't it? And you never forget that shit. Um, so you had like a normal high school experience? Yeah. Like, I, I did not. So I that's why I'm always fascinated by. So you didn't wake up every morning going, oh, my God, I can't take anymore. I can't believe I have to go there. I I, I did. But it, but but no, I can't. I, I, I wasn't like bullied or anything. It was just like a low hum of uh, of pain. It was like a dull pain. It was like I was waiting to get to the next part of it. Right, right. To get out. You were doing your time. Yeah, I I was not, it it, it was like a quiet torture. Like probably not justified. I I was not, uh, that's why I say I got by with just like not too many horrifying moments. Okay. So um, you then go... I but think- I not in any way was I easygoing or felt comfortable around anybody. Like, ever. what did you write under your high school picture? Uh, in the yearbook, prob- I don't even know. That's the other thing. I ha- I just forget things. I like black it out. I do. I think too. I I got I, voted a- like. Uh, I think I was a weirdo, but like a fun-loving weirdo. Like right. Did you go to the had. prom? Did you go to the prom? I did. I, I went to the prom with a guy who was gay and then another guy. I, yes, I did. I went to the junior prom. and senior. I believe so. I not, not. Me. And now I'm realizing I had a theme of trying to be a glamorous woman. Cause I, one time I had long white gloves and I was so not that girl. <laughs> I was like the art school art school was like, that was the first moment where I was like, Finally, I'm me. And then when I moved to LA and was around like comedians, I was like, oh, now I'm really me. Even right. though I didn't really fit into that either. Right. So you, but you were artistic in high yes. school. Like, all right. Yes. So you, did you That was go- the only thing I could understand was like the theater. That was and like- Nothing me- else made yeah. any sense to Same. me. Same. Same with music with me. I don't know. Um, so you- did you go to college in Detroit and then go to the San Francisco Institute of Art? Did you yeah, I went to art school in Detroit. And did you commute? Yes. Ugh. I commuted in my parents' Chevy Sprint oh. and took all my foundation classes in Detroit, all my design classes. And it was completely eye-opening, like mind-blowing. Like just to have a teacher go, see this, an artist created that. Like I had never gotten, it was never spoken to like that. Never, never saw the world in terms of like, what's, of a, scu- what's a sculpture? Yeah. So right. that, I love that. The fact that there were people that paid attention to that and it was a real thing that you, you could focus on was awesome. Yeah. Cause it, it made it valid. Like, yeah. And I, I thought oh, maybe I could be an artist. Cause he, he was like, you know, you have to do you have what it takes to live the artist life? And I would be like, I hope I do that. Like, that's what I want to do. Like, and the only reason I went there is because I didn't, I wasn't good enough to get into college and I hadn't, I just didn't know anything. I was like, what? You're supposed right. to like, my friend was in U of M. My other friend was wherever. And I was like, well, I don't want to get a job. So I guess right. I would go to I art school. Did your sisters go to college? 
My one sister went in Arizona, Sue went to business college. I remember like a two-year business college. And then my other sister got a job at a credit union. And that was a big deal because that was like a good job. Right, right, right. And she didn't go to school. She just got a good job. Wow. So McDonald's was a real uh, job in our family. Um, right. the, uh, the guy that my sister married, it was like he became a manager at McDonald's. Like everyone did a stint. I never did a stint at McDonald's, right. but that was a, like a real thing, like a good solid. Right. Wow. That's so. Ooh. Yeah, but that doesn't happen anymore. Like no. if you get a job at McDonald's now, it's like you're just a piece of shit, you know? That it's yeah. awful, but that's the way America should be. You should be. I like your take on that. You're right. That's the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. Don't you think? That you that it's something with dignity that you can right. count on, that you right. pay okay. your bills, you can take, have a little pride. Yes. Right. You're, and you should be able to make a living. You work really hard. Yeah. And you can move. It. There's somewhere to move up in the right. company. Right. You have something you can count on. Right. So, and now we're just fucking assholes. So- you then go to San, the San Francisco Institute, Art Institute. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. And how did you go? So you're in this family that's not like, you know, into going, you know, for graduate school or, or college no. or anything like that. How did you make the transfer? Uh, I had a friend who, by the way, I thought she was going to tell me she had cancer one day because her dad paid for her her to have an apartment on the, you know, I commuted. I would go over and have like tuna melts that she would make in the in the oven. With I the love slice. tuna melts. Well, on an English muffin. Oh, my God. What kind of cheese? The craft. It was craft. Oh, that's so not Jewish. <laughs> I know. I did. Sorry. I started out with <laughs> Munster and then I moved to Swiss. But yeah. But so on an English muffin. That sounds really good right now. Yeah. With avocado and tomato. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Maybe a little sprout, put a little sprouts on there. I don't know, I'm getting crazy, I'm getting crazy. So she, uh, I was having lunch over there and she was like, I have something to tell you. I thought she was gonna tell me she was gonna die and she's like, I'm bisexual. So that girl, she found out that you could go for a semester, like a sister school thing. And she was like, I'm going to San Francisco. You can do it through our school. And I just like lost my mind. Something inside of me was like, oh, I have to do that. And it was so too late to sign up for it. I just was like, something inside was like, I was almost right. angry. I was just like, well, I'm, I'm going to, it was in no way she was mentioning it in passing. And I just, I just glommed onto that plan. Right. I don't know how I did it. I talked them into letting me do it. It was already closed. Like we're not taking anymore. And I was right. like, no, I have to go. And I just never came back. Well, I, I love that there's a involved with the bisexuality. That's, that's appropriate. It's um, all connected. I know. So did you go and live in her, her apartment in San Francisco with her? Yes. We and- got... Her dad got her a car, got her an apartment. I went there. I remember she would always be like, I'm doing this meditation. And I bought these beads and we got this apartment together. And I'd be like, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a job. Like, I don't know. Because I felt so safe because her dad got the apartment. But I was like, right. I can't pay for this. Right, right, and right. she'd be like, everything's going to be okay. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I would go to try to wait tables. But it was such a like, the culture was all kids our age and they right. just like I just would walk in and walk back out like there's right. no way you're getting a job waiting tables here right. like it just doesn't exist and so I got I finally got like a minimum wage job I eventually had to move out from her because I met people 
I was like, oh, you get a room in a place. You don't get, right. you know, like her thing was like four floors up. We each had our own bedroom. We we shared the two bedroom apartment, you know, and I, I was like, oh no, you, you have to like share shit and find right. something for less money. Right. I feel wow. like it, I went from what is she doing now? I, I don't know. I stopped talking to is her. Is she a lezzy or a bi? Um, she dated some men, but she ended up with women. The last time I saw her, she had had a string of butch, very butch women. And like sort of would boss her around. I mean, I, is that the definition of butch? Well, I, <laughs> I mean, you could be butch in looks, but be really soft, right? right. She, yeah, they're soft butch. And then there's Butch, and, but it's like, you know. Domineering, I think. Yeah, she, so, yeah, so Elisa, my lover, says that, you know, pe- and this is true, people who are in same-sex relationships and have, like, role, like, specific roles, like, one is, like, Butchy Butch, domineering. Yes. They have better relationships than, like, both of us because we're both, like, no, I need to put on my makeup. And, and oh, you know, yeah. that makes so. sense. Because you get into, like, a, a soup of, like. Right, uh, right. Like, not, like, I a see, definitive, like, no, I'm, make, I'm making the call of, like, I'm right. driving. No, I'm like, taking care. Stuff. I'm going to pack up the car. You get the uh, lunch ready. and all. But it's, like, it's weird because once I had kids and then I was hanging around with so many heteros. And I would see these women and like, I'm talking about a lot of them were like PhDs and, you know, really, you know, doctors and, and, and MBAs, you know, like very successful women who'd be like, yeah, no, I'm going to go. Like they, they still took on that role of like, like, oh, he's working or, oh, I'm going to, and I was like, and I would get so fucking pissed off. Like, why does he get away with that? Why does he get to go on the thing? Why does it? And, and because I grew up, uh, my parents were much older. Like my mo- my father would be 104 and my mother would be Whoa. 98, maybe 98. All right. Anyway, 22, 16 and 22, they were born. But, you know, it's like my brother is the oldest and he, you know, firstborn male in a Jewish family. And he was treated like, you know, here he comes, Jesus, you know, here yeah, he yeah, comes, yeah. he is perfect, everything he did. And so like, I guess when I would see all these hetero couples and the wife like, you know, and it's like, you work too. And I just, I don't understand that whole, like, oh, cause he's a guy, he gets to play poker until three in the morning. And you'll yeah. get early on the set. You know what I mean? I, just- I have a, a girlfriend who, and we, and my son, he's graduating out for the sixth grade so, at another school, but a private progressive started by communist artists. Like we talk about everything. A lot of the guy, you know, got uh, most of the men there are super respectful, but my girl, and the, you know, you have to go cook the lunch. And my girlfriend was like, and her husband is not that dude. Like he's not right. a macho guy, but she goes, right. when he shows up, to do the things that the, all these things they ask us to do, all the women are like, oh, that's so great. And she's like, no, no, no. We, he's oh. supposed to split the thing. Like, right. why do you guys turn into, that's a reminding me of like right. the prince of oh, the prince is here. Like he oh my decided, God, I can't believe he's not asking for it. He's not acting like that. Right, it's right. this mechanism of like, oh, the, the dad's here. 
That's so annoying to me, especially yeah. as a same-sex parent, you know, where it was so, you know, equal in a way. It, it's just, it fucking pisses me off. But I guess people, I don't know, people like, all right. You so, mean when you see other people doing that and you're like, why is this an automatic behavior? Yes. Yeah. And why does he get points for doing something he should be doing? Do right. you know what I mean? Like- I see it all the time. Like they just get a break. They get, oh, he's a guy. He needs his guy time. He need, you know, it's like, no, you have kids. You're 50 yeah. fucking 50. Yeah. I'm such, I've become such a fucking hardened cunty feminist. Like it's gotten worse. It's gotten, ri- and, and I have two straight male sons. <laughs> and so it's really, I, I, I don't know. I've turned, I'm turning into that. Like, I'm not like, I mean, I am a lezzy, but I'm not turning into the, Oh, I hate men. Fuck men. But I do. Right. Like on watch when you see things I happening. Just, I, I'm just like, no, you don't get to get away with that. Cause you're a fucking white guy. All right. Hey everyone. You know what I just did? I tore, I poured and I enjoyed a packet of liquid IV because I love liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer and I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra, that has a little green tea in it. And so that's a little caffeinated. So I enjoy that because I needed it today. And you know, it's getting warmer out. And what does that mean? Summer. Oh God, please come. It can't come soon enough. And that means you have to hydrate. And that's what liquid IV does. It hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor, and I love them. And they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. You leave the bisexual. Yes. And you move into another place. Is this what happens? And then do you graduate? Like what? I I probably had three other places. I 
roommates. I started living on the fringe. I was going to school, but that school wasn't as sweet as Detroit was. In San Francisco, there was this thing where they had like a per- performance art swept through San Francisco. I love this. I've heard you and talk like about this before. 71, 72 yeah. or whatever. The history of performance art kind of was pervasive in San Francisco, just in the walls of the school. So right. when I arrived there, I absolutely was so turned on by the city and all the people I met, but the school itself, by the way, stunning campus, like gorgeous, um, old oh, cool. it is. It's beautiful. Yeah. And, but everyone there was like, I'm an artist. And there was right. a lot of the, you would go to the drawing classes and they would just be totally stale. And like, you could feel it like boring. Oh, we're going to draw the shadows now because people had moved on in their thinking to more conceptual stuff. So a lot right. of these classes, you would have a performance art class. It was just like whacked out. Okay. You would have a conceptual art class, but it also made people a way to get ahead, at least from my point of view, was like, you had to be like this ego driven because you're just talking. You're, there's no aesthetic. It's your personality and how you can talk people into what the art is because the right. performance art is like, there's no materials anymore. So it's just whatever you decide your what, concept okay. is that you're right. going to convince people. Okay. You have to tell, tell everyone there were some things that I heard you speak about in your performance art class, one guy. It's <laughs> my favorite. Are you you going to say the bread? Oh, oh, that oh, guy. Yeah. Oh, wait, was, do the bread. Do the bread. Okay. Well, the, both of them. The, the, this is the, and this is the first time I was really. And the obese like, girl. Gay, and the obese girl. Uh, yeah. All of them are great. So all the, right, go the, ahead. Uh, uh, I hadn't been around gay culture very much in San Francisco. It was a crash course and it was like awesome. I loved it. But this dude we come in, he's got a little light set up. His piece, first of all, he's got a mirror. He's looking at himself. He's oh, the red red lipstick. Yeah. And then he tapes his penis to the side. But like, that was his piece. We were, we were watching him take his man stuff away. And I had never, you know, he's like two feet away from me. We're, we're all sitting on the floor. And then another guy... <laughs> Wait, we we have to go back. We have to go back. You're sitting on the floor. I have to be there. You're sitting on the floor. He walked there. And the teacher is like, John. Yeah. And John goes. You know what? I think we leave the room so he can set the stage. Because some of them are more theatrical than others. And some of them are more sculptural. So I think he, what he, the John says, can you guys all leave the room? I need like a couple minutes to set up. So okay. then when we come in, he set the stage. He's got his little light and all of it. You can see like a hairbrush or some right. duct tape. And so it's very gentle and very slow. And it's like a piece of theater. And you're like, right. oh, you're intrigued. Culminating in the taping of the penis and the pubic hair with duct tape to the side of his leg. And <laughs> My memory is hazy. I mean, I want to imagine was that he took his piece off and put on a right. nice outfit. He must was have it like, hairy? Was yes, her- yes. Her her thing was hairy. He was very hirsute. Is that the word? Because he had her a lot suit, of yeah. stubble. Oh, it was. And pretty, you know what he got as a grade for that? Um, uh, unclear. Okay. Unclear what anyone's okay. grades were. Um, that is fucking hilarious. Okay. Opposite style of guy. He's, this guy's tall. He's a, 
I want to say he's Canadian. I might be making that up. He's right. very male, white, tall, and he's like very intellectual. And he's like, okay, guys, uh, again, leave the room. I'm going to prepare. He's got two bread makers. Right. We're outside for a long ass time. He's baking bread. We're waiting outside. We're out there for like 45 Wait, minutes. Wait, so this is him setting up? Yeah. He's like, this is the piece is starting now. Like, leave the room. He's not doing a theatrical setup. We're more inside of the piece. Okay. You're part of the piece, but the piece begins when you're waiting outside. I'm in the studio. It was kind of like a black box studio, but it was all painted white. That was where our, so it was a big open space. You could do anything with like tables along the side. Right. So we come in, he's got two bread makers. He starts cutting up fresh, uh, quite honestly, I'm starving. You're a student. I'm like, warm homemade bread. Right, yes, please. Smell it. Right. Yeah, We're yeah. like, he's giving, doling out the bread, one from one machine, one from the other. We're eating. We get, he goes, okay, well, that machine, I took plaster from the wall and put it in the bread. And <laughs> so half of you have eaten plaster from the wall. And this piece is about communism. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. And that was uh, it. So did some people eat plaster? He didn't, yes. Did he tell them after they ate it? Yes. Like midway through. Yeah. Some of you guys are eating plaster. Okay. That is fucking. You're an asshole, right? He's an asshole. What did he get? What did he get for a grade? He got an A plus, of course. <laughs> okay. Next one. Next one. This lady. Uh, obese, obese woman. Her, she's prepped without us, which was nice. We didn't have to wait for her prep. Okay, we, like we, I need you to know. I need to know how obese. Like legit. Like where you would look at her and go, if that type where it just goes way off her body. Yeah, and yeah, maybe yeah. She maybe it's like almost hurting her a little bit. And oh, she's like running okay. into stuff. Like not, not just like right it, it, to the point where you're like. Ugh, where you have a little bit of pause when you see her, like, right, does, okay. she, does she have problems getting through her everyday right. life? Okay. Uh, really sweet, really sensitive, long, thin hair. Um, I'm getting a Mama Cass vibe from her. Wow. Okay. Um, liked her emotional, intellectual. Uh, she's pre-set up, not in the classroom. She's in a hallway. And we get there and it's butter pats set up like dominoes all the way down. And the piece, this, I, I think this is legit a good performance art piece. Okay, so. I'm going to give her an A. Painful, pointed, clear. She's crawling and picking up. She wasn't eating. The, I don't think, God, my freaking memory. What if she, there's no way she's, it's, it wasn't an, she was, it was just her picking up the butter pats. Right, right, right. Slowly and painfully one after the other. That was the piece. Wow. I like that. That's a good one, right? Yeah, that is a good one. Because like- Wow, and it's so, I feel like it's brave. Yeah, I do too. All right. Do you remember what you did in the class? Mine were wacky. One of them I was working, I finally did get a job. I'm going to tell you three. One of them, I finally did get a job at Double Rainbow Ice Cream. I didn't have any, my- uh, piece planned. I was like, oh, I have a piece for the next morning. Ugh, I forgot. Stole a tub of ice cream. This is the worst piece. This is such a bad, it was there. It's like a non-idea. And the piece was about traveling on the train to the class and how much the ice cream had melted and eating the ice cream. That's a bad piece. That was just about me it's stealing better than cream. fucking, you know, taping your balls to your leg. All Thank right. you. Another one, I created like a cardboard enclosure and I was inside and 
it was like an abstract theater piece. And I was like acting like I was a pirate and I was cutting off people's heads and throwing them outside the cardboard structure. Another one that was simple, but I think tells you where, where I, where I'm really at is a podium that I made out of cardboard, a hanger that was supposed to be a pointer, a bunch of papers. It was kind of, that was an art piece in itself because it's taped together and it's interesting right. looking and it was sort of kept flopping over. So it really was just a physical comedy where I was trying to get my speech together. It was like acting out of a stress dream, but in the form of physical comedy. And people definitely knew when I was doing a piece, they would line up in seats to watch. It was very per- right. performer viewer oriented. And I was just a flustered conductor or speaker right. that couldn't get my speech out. And that was the piece. And that's probably one of my favorite ones, even though there's not much to it because it's indicative right. of where my, where I was going. Right. Right. A, so first of all, did you graduate? Did you? Well, I don't know. I think that I did. I never received, I think I was like a, a class or two short. Right. I was this thing that was so magical for me. I got very disillusioned by the end and the performance art was kind of a part of that because I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And I was like, I don't understand. I'm supposed to make objects and then use my ego to like get them sold. I had no clue. Because there's that, there's the business element of it. It's like, yes, you can be creative, but now you have to market it or you have, people have to want it. And it's like, then is it really art or is it, a product. You know what I mean? Yes. 1000%. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So between that and the, the the practicality of it, and then the emotional disillusionment with like, why am I, what is this? But the positive thing that was happening is I was going to like all these open mic nights and that's where I was like coming alive because I was doing, I was like, I'm doing my art, but like at open mic poetry night. Do you, do you feel like, like I was always, I was wondering like if you felt like the, when you were doing the performance art in the class, did you get the same feeling of being on stage that yes. you thought you did? Yes. You did. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, and people would laugh at me and I didn't know why they were laughing. Right. It was like this very watery way to find my way because I wasn't, as a person, I couldn't relate to comics because I was like, I don't, I'm not a dude who's like, here's what I think about things. I right, didn't right, know right. what I thought about things. What I would do at these poetry nights was I didn't know my own mind or my own heart or I didn't feel like I had a voice or- How I old was, were you? old enough to be like, yeah, but I just was like, am I a person like so damn I would do like phrases and randomly read them together, you know, like that. I feel like that's all right. Like I've heard you talk about, you know, that you entered in, into comedy through the alt comedy. Yeah. Venues. And, but I feel like, that was, that's such a natural way for you to enter. But then yeah. it's like the same thing you were saying about like art school. It becomes disillusioning because after a while they're like, okay, well, how are you going to make a living? Or how are you going to uh-huh. this? And so in the alt world, it was like, okay, everything has to be new. Like I just, I just had Beth Lapidus on, you know, and We were talking about like how I wanted to do on cabaret so much and she would never let me. I mean, I I need to hear every detail of this because you, to me, just your name. 
I didn't even really know what you were about, but you always had like legendary status. Like in my brain, it was always like, oh my God, you were up you. on a pedestal of like, I love you. I, you really, you were just sort of this icon, but I didn't even know like why, because I was so removed from everybody I hung out with was like, fuck comedy clubs. And that was like, I didn't really take the time to, you know, I never went to New York. I never went to like real, I never went to comedy clubs. Right. So I just like knew of you as right. like, oh, well, she's, she's like made, you know, like you're, you, you have like status as. Oh my God, I love you. Uh, you know, what was weird is that. But so that's uh, fascinating to me that you wanted to freaking get on there. Well, I wanted to do it because my standup was never like regular stand. I was in the clubs. But I wasn't doing, I wasn't like anyone else. Like I was telling stories and like screaming at the audience and telling them, I can't believe you're not fucking <laughs> laughing at that joke. I worked so, you know, I was so in the moment, like, and I just couldn't, it's like, I didn't fit it. I feel like I got respect from all the guys in the comedy club because all, I, I just worked so hard. And, you know, like when Uncabaret started and I would hear, it's so funny because you're hearing, you know, I, I'm in this fucking like club. I just want to be great. I just want to be a great comic. Um, and so all the, and I didn't, I'm a lessee, so I didn't want to fuck any of the guys. Like I had no interest. They were always like, hey, you know, I, I remember one guy was like, you know, I, I really enjoy doing Cunnilingus. I'm like, okay, that's great. <laughs> like, they just would say shit. Like, oh, I'm going to be like, oh, okay, since I'm a lesbian, it doesn't matter who's doing the Cunnilingus. You know what I mean? Like, they used to say shit. They'd grab my boob. Like, oh, and I listened to all this. But I didn't care. I just wanted to get on stage. And then, and it wasn't like I was doing, like, like this thing on Leno. When I was talking about Leno, it's like, if I did joke, 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 I could have made it through that set fine. Because it would, but it, there was so much of my angst in my, you know. So, all, you're, you're are I you know, saying like, if you just did joke, 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 you felt like you were, you would be hot, you wouldn't be able to be not you. Not me. Yeah. 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 It wasn't me. I was. I was, I'm like a fucking, you know, nine-year-old boy stuck in a gigantic lesbian's body. Like, I'm like, what are you fucking not laughing? You know what I mean? It was just, and so I remember when I did my HBO special, which was in 95, and it was uh, your ex, David Cross, he did it, um, Mark Marin, uh, Janine. And so all these people, we're doing like this alt comedy. And Wait, what is this? Yours? They did that version of the special, or on they my show? did. They it was called the HBO half hour comedy. Okay, hour. and so they were giving certain comics of in the mid nineties. You know, like yeah. you you're getting a special. You're getting a special. You know, like the Netflix now. Yeah, like, they won't give me one because I'm too old. So they told me I don't fit the algorithm. Anyway. <sighs> So, and they can fucking, fucking shove it up their fucking ass, fuck. Anyway, so it's so funny when I hear you talking because all the comics in the clubs were like, oh, they're not really doing, you know, like they hated the alt people. Yeah. Alt people hated the the comics in the clubs. And I was like, you know, sort of in the middle there was so much I hated about the comedy clubs, but at that time it was like, 
I remember thinking, you know, all these old people, when they had to audition, they had to do it in a in a comedy club. Like they, the industry went to comedy clubs mm-hmm. and not to the old, like, you know, so it was, and then I was like, then now that I think back and I'm talking. But wouldn't they eat it in the com- comedy clubs? You know, not all the time. And it's like, you know, like. David Cross was a crossover. He came, he came from the, um, so he knew how to. Yeah, he knew how to work it. And I was like, I know, I'm like, I, I feel like I fit in with the old people. You know what I mean? Like, and they were like, oh, Judy's funny. It was always like, but Judy's funny. Uh You know what I mean? It's like, she's one of them, but she's funny. And I was like, (laughs) okay, then put me on the fucking thing. Thank you so much for listening to part one of Kill Me Now with Mary Lynn Race Cub. How great is she? If you like the show, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. It helps more people find this amazing podcast. Five stars only, please. Also, if you haven't ordered my book, yes, I can say that. When they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. It is available anywhere you get books. There's an audiobook. There's a Kindle version. It is doing amazingly well, all because of you. And I can't thank you enough for your love and support. It would mean so much to me if you would go on Amazon and give me a five-star review. Please, 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 you know, I gotta, I gotta feed the kids. They're big. Anyway, it really would mean the world to me if you would check it out. You can go to judygold.com and there's links and you can buy the book anywhere you buy your books or take it out of the library, but then I don't get any money. Anyway, make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram for all upcoming events I have. I'm also working in Provincetown. If you're on the Cape at all this summer on Monday nights and Wednesday nights, you can follow me at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D, you know, like Jew Gold, because <laughs> I'm a Jew. And uh, I hope you're all safe. I hope you're all well. Enjoy the rest of the summer. And as we always say, so long! Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, or, it's Just Kill Me oh. Don't forget to turn uh, for part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's just, just kill me. No. No, Judy Gold's Just Kill Me. Just kill me now. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. 